You are welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you and the message coming right up is crafted by heaven not just to challenge you but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel. If you have your Bible this beautiful Sunday morning as we go to the word of the Lord in our healing school, Matthew chapter number 8, Matthew chapter number 8, I believe that as the word of the Lord goes forth today, it would not be just a matter of receiving principles only, but that the word of life will reach out to you and meet you at the very point of your need. Your amen sounds questionable. That means if there is anybody who is weak or sick, infirm, diseased, and by the power that is contained in the word, which is spirit and life, you are about to be healed. And even those who are healed, you are about to be stronger. The same word that comes to heal the sick is the same word that sustains the well. Because there is a difference between divine healing and divine health. Whilst divine healing is good, divine health is better and more acceptable. Somebody shout a big amen. Amen. Wouldn't you want to have a testimony that you can say for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, I ain't seen Panadol. Uh, Just one person? Okay. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you think it's impossible? No, there are people who are alive and well who have some testimonies. And I believe this house will have that testimony in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Psalm 105, 37 said, brought them out with silver and gold, and there were not any who were feeble amongst them. None, absolutely none, was feeble. That's where we're going as a church, that none in Rogic will be feeble. Shout a big amen. Matthew 8, 1 to 3, 1 to 3, go. When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. For an assignment this morning, divine healing and divine health, God's perfect will for you. Our Father, yet again we bow our hearts and bend our knees and lift our hands and our heart unto you. The God of all flesh, the Father of all spirits. I beseech you again to take a coal of fire from the altar of heaven and on the lips and the tongues of clay of this seven son of yours that I will come to your people with a thus saith the Lord. Help me to go beyond my study, contemplation and memory and speak expressly your very counsel. Let the body of Christ be edified. Let every devil be terrified. Let Jesus alone be glorified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody shout a big amen. Whilst you're seated, tell your neighbor, divine healing and divine health is God's perfect will for you. That's right. That's right. That's right. Hallelujah. It has been often said that health is indeed wealth. I completely agree. We find that whenever a person is found in a season of ill health, challenged in one area or the other, they're really willing to do 
just about anything and everything to have their health restored, including selling any property it need be. This is why, beloved, it is ever so important. That's why we've put this in place in church as a family at least, at least once in a month. We deliberately endeavor to teach along the area of healing and divine health to ensure that the faith of the people, your faith, is fortified and strengthened to constantly remain strong and well according to the good will of God concerning you. It's important to go beyond what you hear uh, every now and then in church regarding healing and health to endeavor to plug your ears to the word of the Lord on a daily basis, on a regular basis, to feed your heart with the word of the scriptures that pertains to healing and health. Because we find that God in his graciousness and his mercy has made provisions in diverse ways for believers. In fact, he's made all provision for the saints. Redemption is a full package that goes beyond just saving you, getting you born again, prepared and preparing for heaven. But also it affects your spirit, your soul, your body, your psyche, your mind. In every area of your life, redemption has taken care of it. The Bible declares in John 10, 10, the threefold mandate of the devil is to steal, is to kill, and is to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come to give you life, not just normal life, not just a life that you manage, an average life, 50-50, 70-30, 80-20, but it's come to give you a, a life in full, life in full, life to the overflow, life what the Bible calls abundant life. But we see many things have been provided in scripture for the saints, but not everything made available has been actually received from the saints. So you hear me teach again and again, it's one thing for a giver to give a gift, another for the will-be receiver to receive the gift from the, from the giver. So I can present 10 gifts to 10 people today, and five will stretch their hands, receive the gift from my hand, the other five will put their hand behind their back. I have given, but they refuse to receive. So there are many things that God has given you as a child of God by way of your redemptive blessings and benefits. But you have to receive. You don't receive by wishful thinking. No. Bible makes understand that faith is the hand that receives everything that grace makes available. Let me say it again. Faith is the hand that receives everything that grace makes available. So the Bible says in Ephesians 2 verse 8, 9 and 10. We are saved by grace through faith. Uh -huh. We are saved by grace through faith. So faith is a vehicle that anchors grace. And we know that we are what we are by the grace of God. All that we'll ever receive from God is by His grace. Not because you merit it. Not because you qualify for it. Not because you prayed long enough. No, just by grace. And you have to understand that one amongst the many definitions and explanation of grace is God's unmerited favor. It goes beyond that, but it is one of it. God's unmerited favor. That means it's something you're not deserving of, something you haven't paid for, something you haven't worked for, but God made available to you. So salvation is a function of grace. We're saved by grace, but it's through faith. So faith is the hand that receives what grace makes available. I want to tell you this morning that grace has made salvation available, made healing available, made your well-being available, your divine protection, longevity. All of that is made available by grace. But by the hand of faith, you must receive what God has made available. Somebody shout a big amen. The Bible declares in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. Ah, 
Holy is not H-O-L-Y. No, read it again. Holy speaks of being complete. It's from whence the word W-H-O-L-E came from whole, entire. So whole, holy, right. So God said, and I pray God your whole spirit, wow, soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So God is as interested in the well-being of your spirit man as he's interested in the well-being of your soul as he is interested in the well-being of your physical body. Third John 2 said, I, I would, I, I desire, this is the desire of, of the Apostle John, obviously the desire of God expressed to the Apostle's heart, that I, I would, I, I desire that you prosper and you be in health even as your soul prosper. Hallelujah. That you prosper and be in health even as, the word as speaks of WRT with respect to. That means in the same proportion as your soul is prospering, you are also going to prosper in every and every area of your life. But God is interested in the well-being of your spirit, well-being of your soul, your emotion, your psyche, your well-being of your physical body. So no matter what you're going through this particular morning, needing some, some touch in your emotions, in your psyche, in your mind, you're under some kind of depression, under some kind of fear, panic attack. It is part of the healing package that Jesus has for you. You're under some kind of physical ailment, burden, uh, pain, uh, infirmity somewhere. It's part of the package that Jesus paid for you. And I believe as the word of God is going forth right now, because Jesus said in John 63 that the words I speak, they are spirits and they are life. They are spirits and they are life. And as those words go forth today, they're getting into your bones, getting into your joints, into your ligament, into your marrow, and rearranging your body to function accurately as God made it to function. Somebody shout a big amen. Beloved, you need a strong body to fulfill your purpose and your destiny. Your passport, your, your legitimate claim to be on the earth is a physical body. You see, one of the definitions of death is not just uh, eternal destruction in, in AIDS and hell, but it is the separation of the spirit of a man from the soul of a man. Right. When your spirit man separates from your physical body, you are dead. That's one aspect of death. The other aspect of death is when an unbeliever is not born again, does not have Christ in his spirit, he or she is spiritually dead. Uh -huh. The only way that person can be quickened is by the injection of the very life of Jesus. You know, yesterday I was uh, with one of, one of my brothers who went on, on evangelism and I stepped, we stepped into a pharmacy and, and I got to say, hey, have you heard about coronavirus? They said, oh yeah, yeah. I said, do you have the cure here? I said, no. I said, well, I've got the cure. I said, who's this guy? <laughs> you know, they're pharmacists so they don't mention. I said, I came to tell you I've got the cure. I said, what's that there? I said, the cure is the blood of Jesus. He is, it's the cure for every virus. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Because when you're inoculated, by the way, when you go before the table of covenant, one of the things that happens is that you are inoculated by the blood of Jesus. You don't just drink some liquid. No. In the realm of the spirit, there is a transfusion going on there. 
Oh my, my, my. There is a passing away of your, your natural blood. There is an infusion of the zoe, the God kind of blood coming into your system, causing you to be strong and energized. Haven't you read before that they ate manna in the wilderness for 40 years and 40 nights? The Bible says their clothes did not grow old. <laughs> they were not diseased for 40 years. What was it? They were eating angels' food. Uh, come on, Agaba. There was, there, you see, your diet determines your strength. Mm, 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 mm. What you eat is what you become. Ah, that is applicable in the natural, but in the rebel spirit also, what you eat is what you become. So you're, you're getting a good diet from logic or altar, sound words, sound teaching, ah, and that is changing your thinking, your psyche, your rising in your faith. You, 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 you know that with God, all things are possible. But you know, in addition to the word being the right diet, but, but the bread of life. And also, the blood of Jesus is also a staple diet that guarantees your health and your well-being. Somebody shout a big amen. Glory to God. So we see in the case of our pilot text, this particular letter, he encountered Jesus. And I'm not sure that he was in as much a doubt of the ability and the power of Jesus to heal as much as he was in doubt as to his willingness to heal. Many people who are believers don't doubt the ability of God to heal. They just know he's God. He's almighty. And they know he has all might, all power. He's all powerful. So, but many times what they do doubt or they're not too sure of, will God employ his power to heal me? He may employ his power to heal Pastor Dan because he's more spiritual, uh, Pastor Ralph because she's more powerful, uh, Sister Deborah because she's more anointed. But my question is, will he find me out right there at the back row of this church and heal me? You know of his power, but you're not quite sure of his willingness. And many a times, our sin consciousness gives us the impression that God is so far removed that we're exempted or excluded from his healing anointing. But I've got good news for you today. What God said to one, he said to all. He said to this one here, no, don't worry about my willingness. I want to tell you, I want to settle this matter once and for all. I will be that class. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And God is not a respecter of persons. Romans, uh, Romans 8, no, Acts 10.34. Acts 10.34. God is not a respecter of persons. What he says to one, he says to another. What he said to this leper on this particular day, that I will revival house of glory international church the same jesus is in this room telling you that he's not only able but he will heal you can somebody shout amen hallelujah it's more than willing it's more than willing I want you to settle in your heart once and for all that God wants you not only well, but God wants you whole. God wants you well, but God also wants you whole. What's the difference? Ten lepers encountered Jesus on his way into Samaria in Luke 17 from verse 11 thereabout. 
and they got healed. They cried out to him. They got healed. One of them went out. They all went away actually. But only one came back after going away. When he realized he was healed, he went back to say thank you to Jesus. And that's where we get the, the statement that thanksgiving is the application for more. He went back to say thank you for the healing he received. And by the virtue of saying thank you, Jesus released a prophetic word over his life that ensured he was not just healed only, but he was whole. You know what it means to be healed? You can be healed emotionally, but can be sick financially. You can be healed maritally, but you can be sick emotionally. So, so you can be healed. I want you to extend your faith this blessed morning and say, Lord, every area of my life, I desire healing. Don't just stop at my physical body. Don't stop at my psyche, my emotions. But, but, but heal me in every area of my life. As he came back, the Lord released a prophetic word that ensured he was made whole. Thy faith hath made thee whole. I perceive that the healer is in the house this morning. Your amen sounds like you need revival. Let me say it again on this side. I said, I perceive that the healer is in the house this morning. And the healer does best what he does. He heals the sick. Hello, somebody. Acts 10.38. How God anointed who? The healer. Jesus. With what? With the Holy Ghost and with power. He went about doing good. You know, you know what it means to go about? In Nigeria, we call it waka about. That means anywhere he turned, his healing anointing was flowing. He went to Nyanya, the healing anointing flowed. Maraba, he went to uh, uh, Magwagwalada, he went to uh, Kuje. Anywhere he went, the healing, he said, he, was, he went about doing good and healing. God knows, not some people, not few, not most. Healing who? All who are what? Oppressed by the devil. So the devil is the oppressor. Jesus is the healer. And God is the anointer. I want to say again that the healer is in the house. And he's looking for somebody who believes for the healing touch. The woman with the issue of blood in Mark 5 said, She said in her heart, If only I may touch, touch what? The hem of his garment. Is somebody saying you want to touch the hem of his garment this morning? She, she, she pressed through the crowd against all odds. That's why you must never let the crowd hinder you from getting the word. You must never let people's, uh, people's attempt to distract you in church. Uh, uh, some are chewing gum when they ought not to chew gum. Some are sending texts. Not in this church, it's a house of revival. But whatever people try to distract you, you've got to make up your mind. I, I want to touch the healer. She went through the crowd. She crawled. If you need to crawl, you've got to crawl. She crawled to the point where she touched the hem of his garment. The Bible says something that immediately her blood, KJV says, touched. That means the flow came to an utter end. I want to declare over somebody under the sound of my voice, I don't know what has been leaking. 
I don't know where you've been leaking. Leaking joy, leaking power, leaking favor, leaking anointing. I don't know what you've been leaking for some days, some years. But because the healer is in the house, that evil issue of blood comes to an atoko, an utter end right now in the name of Jesus. Listen, it is happening right now. It is happening right now. Haven't you read before? The Bible declares in Acts 10 44 that while Simon Peter spake the word, not before, not after, while he speak the word, the Holy Ghost fell. Whilst I speak the word of God concerning healing, the healer is falling upon this house like a blanket. Lumps are drying up right now. Pain in the neck is going, at the back, at the spine is going. Kidney conditions, you're hearing the voice of the Lord and you're being restored. Heart conditions, you hear the voice of the Lord, you're being made whole. Brain conditions, you're being made whole. Somebody said, yes, I believe. Because the healer is in the house. Ha, take He does what he does best. He heals. He's anointed for his assignment. <laughs> Glory to God. Woo, hallelujah. Beloved, there is nothing good about sickness. Track with me. Nothing good about it. Remember? He went about doing good, healing all who were sick, oppressed by the devil. So sickness cannot be good. If he went about doing good and then healing the sick, sickness cannot be good. Track with me. Because there's nothing good about sickness, God does not employ the goods and the services of the devil to train his children. You know, I have a number of biological children. I have spiritual children too. In their training and upbringing, there was no point in time any of my children got me so offended. I said, ah, oh, malaria, train this boy can let obedience typhoon I implore the weapon of cancer let him let obedience what if I am an earthly father cannot compare to the goodness of the good God will never think it your heavenly father will never employ the goods and the service of the devil to child train you Faulty theology, faulty teaching, faulty thinking has made some people believe that sometimes God will use disease, infirmity to teach you humility, to train you. No, that, that, that doctrine is not balanced. No, because God in the first place does not have what you think he has. Ain't no sickness in heaven. Ain't no disease in heaven. So where is God going to get it to child train you? Haven't you heard before? David, the sweet psalmist says in Psalm 34 verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is what? He's a good God. He's a good God. He is a good God. He is a good God. 
Apostle James wrote in James 1.17, what did he say? Every good gift, every perfect gift comes from God in whom there is no shadow of turning, not variableness. So I say, if it is good in your life, it's got to be God. If he ain't good, you better resist it. There's some property around you that the enemy tried to sell to you. Some of you bought it cheap. But this morning, if I were you, I'd say, get out of my house. I'm kicking Ebola out. I'm kicking coronavirus from the borders of the nation Nigeria. I'm kicking Lassa fever out. I'm kissing, kicking cancer out. You, you better kick out those goods that don't belong to you. Why? He said, what I have is every good and every perfect gift. If you ain't good and perfect, kick it out of your life. Can somebody kick out pain out of your life? Delays and denials, infirmities and disease, I kick you out in the name of Jesus. Kick you out. End of discussion. Kick you out. Look at what the Bible says in Psalm 84 verse 11. For the Lord God is a son and a sheep. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk upright. No good thing. <laughs> He's a good, good father. You see, one of the high points or one of the keys to strengthen your faith is to capture the revelation of the goodness of God. God He's altogether lovely. He's full of compassion. He is slow to anger. His tender mercies are over all of his works. Psalm 145, 8 and 9. The Lord is full of compassion. He, he doesn't have it in a measure. He's full of it. You touch his leg, compassion. Touch his waist, his hand, his head. Everywhere around my father is he's full of compassion. He's low to anger. His tender mercies are over all of his works. His anger may be for a moment, but joy is breaking forth in the morning. Your God is a good God. The sweet psalmist says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is Look at Mark 7.37 still pointing out to you the nature of the great physician. Mark 7.37 And were beyond measure astonished same he hath done all things well. That's a testament. He maketh both the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. You can also put etc, etc, etc. You can add any of the commission there. He has done all things well. So all things must include your thing. All things must include your thing. I wonder what your thing is this morning. What is that thing you want God to reach out to touch What is that area of your life that seems so limited, debilitated? Seems so impossible. Haven't you read before that with God all things are possible? With men it may be impossible, but with your God all things are possible. Haven't you read before that there is nothing too hard for God to do? Not only is it not impossible, He doesn't need a finger to do it. 
cannot. It's not, it, does, it doesn't break out in a sweat. You know, when you call some figures right now, you may start sweating. Hey, hey, wow, hey, hey. No, God doesn't break out in a sweat. Nothing is new to him. He's been to your future before you got to your future. Your future can't panic him. He knows your end from the beginning. He's not just Alpha, he's Omega. Hello, somebody. So there is nothing that panics, brings God to a panic mode. No, no, no. He has done all things well. And left nothing undone. Whatever your thing is, this beautiful Sunday morning, believe God. It is well with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. The God we serve is eager to perfect all that concerns you. The psalm is declared in Psalm 138 verse 8. The Lord will perfect, perfect, circle that word perfect, as complete. Wow. He will perfect that which concerns me. He put it in there, you. Good heart. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. He's perfected. I want to look at some scriptural reasons and basis why it is God's will for you to be healed. That's what we began. Jesus is the healer. I want to look at scriptural basis why it is God's will for you to be healed. Number one, the creation story. When you read the creation story from Genesis 1 in particular, there is no place in the scriptures that God ever made provision for healing. Or better still, provision for sickness and then healing. Man was never intended and designed to ever be sick. Never. Sickness and disease are premature death were consequential to man sinning and rebelling against God. But before that, there was no occasion mentioned. Adam became sick. He ate of the leaves and became well. No. Look at the summary of the first chapter of Genesis. How it concludes. And God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. Not just good. It was very good. Wow. Wow. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Can you say concerning me, it is very good? Once again. Concerning me, it is very good. Now, don't just say it. Think about the areas you may be going through a test or a challenge. Then use that word as a prophecy over that area. It may go beyond a need for healing. Whatever it is, you know where it is. Concerning me, good heart, it is very good. Number two, reason why is God's will for you to be healed? God in his love, in his mercy made adequate provision for healing in the Old Testament. This is law. 
even though man had fallen, fallen in sin, man had rebelled against him in his love, in his kindness, in his compassion. He provided for healing. It's all over the Old Testament, but we see a few scriptures. Exodus 23, 25. Kiss in hand. And 26. Sorry, 25. Exodus 23, 25. And you shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. Exodus 15, 26. He provided for healing under the Old Testament. We know that we are under a better covenant with better promises. If people who were in the old could be healed, ay, 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 how much more you who are now living, operating under a better OS operating system called the New Testament? Exodus 15 26. And said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and will do that which is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandment and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases, this is your God, upon thee. None. It will fall on those who are not under the covenant, but under you, he said, there's a covenant exemption. None will come upon you, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that he led thee. So again here, under the Old Testament, he pointed himself to be the physician. I am the Lord that healed thee. If he, if he was the Lord then that heals, he's still the Lord that heals today. Am I correct? Praise God. Number three, we find that he, under the law, not just the Old Testament now, under the law, right? Under the law, he made provision for healing for those who will obey the law. So the law, or better still, uh, uh, obedience to the law was such that a shield came over those of covenant, such that the things that fell upon those who were under the law, the curses, bypassed them because they obeyed the law. Now listen, Deuteronomy 28, Deuteronomy 28 verse 1. So there are blessings of the law and there are curses of the law. For those who obey the law, they walk under the blessings. And healing is one of the blessings. And it shall come to pass... If thou wilt diligently hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth. That's true. And all these blessings healing inclusive, right? Under the law, but for those who obey the law. All these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. And of course, you know, later verses, the curses begin to be mentioned, all kinds of disease, blindness, and all kinds of stuff mentioned there. So we see under the Old Testament, there was provision for healing. This is the love of God, all through the scriptures. Number four, we're trying to track that it's really God's will for you and I to be healed. We see, as mentioned earlier, that healing was made manifest in the earthly ministry of Jesus. Wow. Certainly, as you read the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll find this phrase, and Jesus healed them all. All of those scriptures. 
and Jesus healed them all. Hallelujah. Three things the master did. Number one, he taught the word. He preached the word. But he also demonstrated the word. Hallelujah. Praise God. So he taught the word. He preached the word, proclaimed it. And then he demonstrated the word. And part of the demonstration of what he taught and preached was healing. And he healed them all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that Jesus is in the house this morning. I believe you are part of the all that is healing right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Matthew 8, 16 and 17. When the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. He cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. Hallelujah. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself, took, oh boy, oh boy he took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses our disease our infirmities were laid upon him as the lamb John the Baptist song on a particular day said behold the lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world the same lamb that dealt with the sin problem of man also dealt with the sickness problem of man at the same time. Hello, somebody. Isaiah 53, 1 to 4. Read it. At the same sacrifice. In fact, ironically, 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 truth be told, is that he really dealt with the sickness problem before the sin problem. You know why? The Bible says, by his stripes we were healed. Isaiah said we are healed. Peter says we were healed. By his stripes we are, we were healed. His stripes came upon him before he went to the cross. Before he went to Sheol to die. Praise God. So, so, oh boy, oh boy. So he took care of your sickness matter before your sin matter. Oh boy, oh boy. That's why you, you find that God sometimes, not sometimes, he doesn't discriminate who he heals. Haven't you been in meetings where somebody got healed who you know was a stack unbeliever? Do you know about the Lord? Doesn't matter, but just got healed. That is the mercy of the Lord. He causes the, his reign of mercy to fall both on the just and the unjust. Yes, healing is the children's bread, but by the mercy of the Lord, he allows his reign to fall on those who are not just just, but the unjust also. That's why the woman said in Matthew 15 that but there are crumbs that fall from the table. That uh, people like me can at least get the crumbs. That's mercy. That's mercy. The bread belongs to the children, but you know what? Even the unbelievers can draw from the crumbs because of his mercy. So that should make you determine no unsaved person should get the crumb when you don't have the bread. No, no. Because healing is the children's bread. Hallelujah. 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 Number what? Five or six? Much of what? Five. Fantastic. Let's push two more. We find that in redemption, like I mentioned now, just capturing in the point, both sin and sickness was taken care of at the same time. 
Isaiah 5, 3, 4 to 5. 1 Peter 2, 24. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree. That we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Were healed. Were healed. Romans 8, 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken to enliven your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. So part of redemption package is inclusive of healing as well as deliverance from sin. Six, Jesus Track with me, extended his ministry of healing to his disciples by extension to all believers. These signs shall follow them that believe. Inclusive is the sick shall be made whole. They follow you. Look at Matthew 10, verse 1. And when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner, all manner, all manner sickness and all manner of diseases. There is no disease that is too complicated for the healing power of Jesus. They may say there's no medical solution but there's no disease that God lacks answer. You know why? He made your body. If need be to bring spare parts from heaven, fresh, brand new, boom, it will land. New wounds, new kidneys, new liver, new brain cells, new heart, new int- is it very possible? Is the Lord that healed you? Luke ten nineteen. Behold, I give unto you power, stood on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. So we receive that power from the Lord Jesus to extend his healing ministry to our world, including ourselves. We see also that he has made provision in the name of the Lord Jesus for us to be healed. There's power in the name. Bible declares in Acts 4 12, there's salvation in no other name but in the name of Jesus Christ. Salvation there sozo speaks of a complete package of redemption. Spirit, soul, body, mind, emotions. In the name of Jesus is salvation. Philippians 2, 9 to 11 says, At the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess and declare that Jesus is Lord. Do you know that sickness has a voice. It's a tongue. It speaks. When you feel back pain, it's telling you something. Headache, it's talking to you. Leg pain, arthritis, it talks to you. Address me. Nasad me. Focus on me. Stand still. Don't do anything about me. Just tend to me. Huh? Is a time eater. It's a life destroyer. It talks to you. Certain day Jesus Christ saw the fig tree. So it had leaves. 
the Lord don't think these things. And he responded to that thing to him because he thinks he was talking to him. Three talk. Your bank account, he talks to you. I'm in the red. I'm in the red. Be afraid. You're going to live. Your landlord is coming. He's talking to you. You can write a book, a sermon of what he told you. Nobody, just you and, you and, you and your bank account. You're on the red. Look at you. And you're in the house of revival. Look at you. Broke you. We'll show you this life. Abuja will drive you to Abuja. You will leave Nathanael and go to Nyanya. We'll show you. It's just accounting. Because you are, you're having an internal dialogue with your account. <laughs> when he starts giving you talk, you talk back to it. My father owns the heaven and the earth. The cattle upon the father is the belong to my daddy. I am Keki, I'm king's kid. I don't need you to eat. My father will supply for me. You know, we'll talk back to it. Rise up in your feet. Let's give the Lord praise. Come on, open your mouth and thank him. The healer is in the house. Let's thank him. Let's thank him. Let's thank him. Let's thank him. Will you receive the healing anointing? One or two minutes where you are now. I want to pray with you. Using Psalm 10720. He sent his word and his word healed them and delivered them from all of their destructions. Oh yes. Isaiah 4426. Ah yeah, yeah. The Lord is committed to confirming the words of his servants and performing the counsel of his messengers. Second Chronicles 2020. Believe the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe he's seven the prophets, so shall you prosper. The word prosper goes beyond just material prosperity, but advancement and success and progress inclusive of healing. Now lift your hands to your Father in heaven. Let me agree with you once again. Father, in the name that is above every other name, just like Jesus, who taught the word, your word has been taught. Just like Jesus who preached your word, your word has been preached. Just like Jesus who demonstrated, Lord, we now ask for you to confirm your word, not the word of any man spoken today. Prove and show once again over these your people that you bought with the precious price that you are still in the healing business. Let your word come in life, come in strength, run through this hall right now, row to row, seat to seat, expunging disease, causing germ, virus, bacteria from the very root in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I cause pain from the root. I cause infirmity from the root. Bone conditions return to normalcy in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. High blood pressure crash now. Kidney disease be restored now. Lung disease function properly and optimally. Or heart disease function properly and accurately in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. To as many who are loved on across the nation of the world online, the same healing power in this room gets to you where you are in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you. The heavens are open and they remain open throughout this service. We receive more miracles, more signs, and more wonders in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now clap your hands, all ye people. You have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of Good Heart Obi Ekweme, lead pastor of Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, and the apostolic leader 
of the Horn of Revival Ministry, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the torch of revival across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request or testimony, or get more messages or books from Apostle Goodhart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org. That is info at rhogic.org. Also download the Horn of Revival Ministry app on Google Play or Apple Store to connect with a variety of quality resources including Rogic Radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life. And for real-time ministry, you can follow Apostle Goodheart on Twitter. The handle is at Pastor Goodheart. And on Instagram, the handle is at Apostle Goodheart. Keep hearing the Word of God. It will produce intimacy with your spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth.